You know, it's that time of year. It happens every year. And it's that time when the smelliest thing in the world is football pads. You stand on a football sideline for five seconds right now. And it is just, my mom used to call it Joe's locker. And I never really knew what she meant. But when you open that locker in high school football, when it's like just the beginning of October, getting into the end of the season, some of those shirts that you wear under your pads could stand up by themselves, man. <laughs> I mean, it, it is all the, the smell of all the hard work built through the spring and the summer and into the fall. And uh, it's worth it. But goodness, no amount of Febreze or Glade plugins could solve that issue. And it's every single year. What do you guys think? You're saying rivalry week in Long Beach smells bad is what you're saying. But it smells like, um, I, yeah, it smells like hard work. <laughs> it smells like dedication. It smells like, uh, it smells like 18-year-old kids are involved with, uh, with washing clothes, which is uh, few and far between, I guess. I, I would say, and I was actually listening to Bill Simmons talk about this a couple of weeks ago, I would say that hockey pads, for whatever reason, always smelled worse than football pads. I can't really explain that, though. Cause like hockey's played in a cold arena and football in a hot, but like my hockey pads always smelled worse than my football pads. Maybe that's because you're like covered completely from like fingertip to, to toes. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure, but the football pads. Oh boy. I know every football player out there right now is laughing because they can probably smell themselves at the moment. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's unfortunate. We're having this conversation just before lunch. <laughs> i know the smell i'm familiar with the smell and it's not a good smell it's definitely not i i am jj he's mike he's tyler we are getting into our weekly podcast talking about rivalry week for more league football uh it is long beach poly and wilson it is millican and lakewood and it is jordan and compton and it just so happens that two of those games have massive playoff implications Mike, which of the game, even though you won't be able to be at all three games, none of us will be, but you can follow the live updates at the 562.org. Which of those games are you most curious about the result of? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna give you a, a slight redirect there and say that actually all three of them have huge playoff implications, even though I, I think what you're alluding to is that we sort of assume the result on the Polly Wilson game. Um, but Wilson's 2-1 and one in the Moore League. You know, I mean, that's a 2-0 and o team versus a 2-1 team. So, um, uh I'm most curious about Lakewood Milliken just because Lakewood Lakewood's performance last week against Jordan was kind of the biggest surprise to me of the year. Like I think we expected that Jordan Milliken game to be really good. I didn't expect it to be as good as it ended up being. Um, I expected that Polly's defense was going to look good against Milliken and obviously some unavailable players sort of heightened that, but like Lakewood coming out and looking as good as they did offensively against Jordan after having struggled uh, on that side of the ball for, for most of the season, that was definitely the biggest surprise. And, you know, with those players having been unavailable for Milliken last week, I think that definitely, like, I, I don't know, I think, you know, look, there was some intrigue around the way that game ended last year. And uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see how that game goes for sure. Is intrigue the word you want to go with there? You know, I wasn't there. Uh, you guys told the story. Uh, you know, the story was told very well. But I would say there was it was some, it was intriguing. Would you not say? <laughs> I'd say I'd say interesting. <laughs> That's what I would go with. 
the People most uninteresting way of calling something interesting is saying that it's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the games have sort of um, well, at least I mean, the Polly Wilson game has certainly lost some luster from where it was at a few years ago, where it was a sellout at Wilson. Both teams were were unbeaten in league. I mean, this is the first yeah, this is the first time they're playing at Wilson since they were a massive oversellout uh, to undefeated. You know what I mean? Like that that <laughs> this is the first time they played there since then. But yes, it's been a long couple of years for sure. Well, I mean, and let's be honest, Polly's in the national top twenty-five. So I mean, we. We're at the point in the season and and with the performances that they've put out, it's like they've sort of reasserted themselves into a different atmosphere from the Moore League. I think in recent years, it's been obviously still a comfortable uh, run through the league schedule for Polly, but there's been some games where it was like, okay, this was like a little bit closer with Milliken last year. Um, but largely speaking, you know, Polly's back on the national scene. But the local race, it's still really, really good. And so those other two games, we've got the blueprint rivalry, um, Millican Lakewood, that is way more compelling than it would have been two weeks ago. Just like you said, Mike, Lakewood's definitely playing better. And Millican has tons of question marks. You know, they've <laughs> they played possibly game of the year against Jordan and then are a shell of themselves against Polly. And then that's one that they just want to flush and forget but it depends on how healthy they're going to be. And also they're going to Lakewood. They're playing, you know, Lakewood's probably playing their best football of the season. And they have those memories from last year to motivate them. And then in the Artesia Bowl uh, between uh, Compton and Jordan, which I'm, I'm so dubbing it as they're just a short jaunt down the, down the street now for Compton College. Um, that, I mean, that's really up in the air because Jordan's riding this high on this game against Milliken, yes, they lost, but they played so well and they showed that they were like among the playoff teams. It looked like certainly, but then you come back against Lakewood and it's a different story. If Compton's healthy after a bye week there, that's a tough matchup. So I, I'm, it's really, it's really up in the air. And I'm, I, we don't often have multiple games each week where we are like, I don't really know who's going to win. So that, that's kind of nice. I'm excited about that. There's also been multiple situations or moments in this more league football season that have been like crazy sliding doors. It's like Ace Ventura one, where he's trying to prove that Roger Predactor got thrown off the balcony, just moving it back and forth. Ah, ah. So Roger Predactor was murdered. Let's say Jordan, you know, stops Milliken in the last minute. Let's say Wilson kicks that field goal against Compton. Let's say Milliken doesn't have to forfeit games. We're looking at a completely different week of games this week that will then set us up for that playoff run. So, yeah, I do feel like we are in the uh, anything can happen moment for more league football for the first time in a really, really long time. And yeah, that is exciting. Well, and it, it definitely like adds an extra dimension that it just so happened because this has sort of been rivalry week for the last several years since the schedules the, the games all stay on the same Friday. They just rotate like where in the season they happen. And so this Polly Wilson, Lakewood Milliken, Jordan Compton game, this has been the same week and we always call it rivalry week and we, we love seeing all the passion, obviously Lakewood Milliken playing for the Hamilton um, but Jordan and Compton have added the 91 gridiron trophy, which they'll be playing for the second time uh, this year. Um, you know, Polly and Wilson, obviously the oldest rivalry in Long Beach history, uh, not just in the football program, but sort of everything between those two schools. Um, and I think someone told me, someone at Wilson told me, I think it may be Wilson's homecoming as well. So there's just, there's so much history in all these games. 
but they don't often have the significance that we were just talking about where realistically uh, the playoffs are, are up for grabs this week for, you know, <laughs> for uh, certainly Lakewood and Milliken and Jordan and Compton, like they're really all in a must win situation against the team that there's already this history and kind of emotion behind. So um, I'm really excited for that. I'm covering the Polly Wilson game. Yeah, I'm excited to see what uh, how that Polly Wilson game plays out. Uh, the Jackrabbits are taking their uh, shutout streak pretty seriously, um, which I, I think is uh, obviously their defenses looked really, really good in the Moore League, but also around Southern California. Um, but Christian Chapman, I think, at Wilson has really shown us something the last couple weeks. Uh, obviously put up big numbers against Cabrillo, but put up really big numbers against a huge physical Compton front as well. Um, that is very similar to what he's going to see in the poly game. And I think he's a good example of one of those kids that hugely benefits from having poly in the more league um, in that if he has a good game on Friday, that's potentially much more eye-opening for that kid than any of the other highlight tape he's going to put up this week. Um, so really excited to see what he does. I think on the poly side, they, they've just had a real rash of injuries. They lost Raiden Brown, who is one of their top receivers, to a season-ending injury. And they're still kind of looking for a replacement in that um, receiving core was deep. But you're talking about a dude who is like their number two uh, producer. And I think they're looking for someone who can be um, reliable enough to be in that situation. And then the running backs, like Devin Samples has been so good the last two years. He's, he's probably out for another couple weeks. And Xavier Jones uh, had a sensational debut in that Milliken game, but went out with a concussion. So they're kind of looking for who's going to be the guy at running back um, to maybe give him some depth in the playoffs, but also to close the, the league schedule out. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to see, you know, these games, um, they don't get the attention from the regional media necessarily, you know, Valley Sports or whatever, um, but they're, they're always very well attended, obviously, and they do end up kind of telling us a lot more about who the depth pieces are going to be and who's going to be able to kind of step up for them in the playoffs if one of the starters goes down again, or who that receiver is going to be on the other side of Jason Robinson. So excited to see how that game plays out. Uh, JJ, you're doing Jordan Compton. I'm kind of curious for how you see that. Not not a prediction or whatever, but sort of what you think end up being like the keys of that game or, or how that plays out. Well, listen, uh, I'm not breaking any news here. Uh, Jordan can score the football, right? More, majority of their games, they have not had trouble moving the football and scoring. Uh, especially late in games. They've been able to uh, to find holes late and, and take advantage of that uh, with J.J. Nielsen at quarterback. The thing that has kind of slowed them down a little bit is being able to stop teams from scoring. So when you're playing Compton, you need to know that offense. You, the familiarity of that offense helps you stop it. We've seen it so often. When guys who have been in the more coaches who have been in the more league for a couple of years play Compton, they seem to get better and better at slowing that offense down. Well, you've got a brand new coaching staff at Jordan right now. So can they get in the film room this week? Can they figure out how to slow down that Compton offense? You know, that answer is going to come real early guys. Yeah, I agree. And then the flip the side, first of time, that... one of the first times John, John gets that ball, it's going to be like, okay, can you stop him? And when we see it, we're going to know what kind of game we're in for. The, right. I would say the flip side, too, of the point that you just made, though, is also we've seen Compton get into trouble against teams that can score the ball a lot, you know, and, and because they if they're not popping big plays, their their offense is built for ball control, grind you down, win at 35-21. And for a Jordan team that put up 50 plus points against Milliken, I'm really curious to see if Compton can slow Jordan down, too, because if they find themselves 
in a game that's 20 to 14 in either direction at the end of the first quarter, you're going to be looking over there like, can those linemen keep up playing both ways in their system? You know, I mean, I, I think it's an interesting game because there's a ton writing on it and both teams match up well and not well against each other. Like it's just a very unique sort of a matchup. In that yeah. Way. J- Jordan wants big, I'd say Jordan wants big plays and Compton doesn't want big plays, but I think Compton will have a lot of big plays. Does that, does that make sense? Not, not to say that Compton will win the game, but I'm just saying like, I think that the, if, if they are to be successful, it will be like 15 yard runs on their scissor play. Yeah. Well, and what's, what's, I think what's interesting to me guys, and we might be getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here, but it's possible that a four wins in the Moore League isn't enough to get into the playoffs. We really could be in a scenario if if things fall in a realistic way that we could have a four-way tie in second place at four and two, and, and someone's going to be getting left out. And that would be crazy. We, I don't well, think we've ever seen that. Right. And let me put it like this. Like, Polly's 2-0. and oh. Compton, Lakewood, and Wilson all have two wins. Milliken is one and two, but will be the favorites in every game that they play the rest of the way. Uh, and then Jordan is 0 and 2. So the Panthers are the team that, you know, like they're really the team that most kind of needs a win out of out of the that group. But yeah, it's very possible we have a three-way tie for second at four and two, where or a four-way tie where you would need a coin flip, even though you're four and two, uh, to end up in the playoffs. I mean, it's just it, it's very, very unique the situation we have and it's it's sort of all spiraling out of as jj mentioned those sliding doors moments um on the on this on the standings box wilson having a win over milligan like that's the unusual that changed result. everything changed mm-hmm. everything that's the unusual result that sort of opens the door to this because otherwise with milligan having beaten jordan and obviously we'll see what happens with them in lakewood this week um but you would expect the way that the more league normally goes poly six and oh the second place team, it's Milliken the last couple of years. It was Wilson prior to that, five and one. And then your third place team is four and two. But instead, we're not going to have that five and one team because as we just mentioned, I mean, unless Compton, you know, <laughs> unless Compton beats Jordan and Lakewood and Milliken, <laughs> we're, we're not, we don't really have anyone that's uh, likely to go five and one out here. It's just going to be really, really Unless Lakewood's able to, to knock unless off. Lakewood beats Milliken, very yeah, true. So, yeah, so we'll move but, to that game. Move, move to that Hamilton game, Tyler. Same, same question Mike asked me about my game to, to you. Who, who, what do you think that key to that game is? Well, I mean, how, how can you not start with who's on the field? You know, I mean, honestly, right? I mean, <laughs> it, it comes down to who's in pads, right? Because, um, you know, if if you're without your starting quarterback, that's the most important position on the field. Every, everyone who watches football understands that the quarterback's most important, especially when you have an experienced four-star quarterback like Miles Jackson. So if, if he's out there and slinging the ball around, then now the, you know, now the Rams have the, one of the most dynamic offenses in the area, but if he's not, then you have your, you know, one of your starting wide receivers and defensive backs doing his best, which Jordan Anderson did, you know, about as much as you can do for someone that had just had to slide over and, and right. try to take on a new position. So, um, you know, there, there is, there are X's and O's components to it, certainly, but sometimes the Jimmy's and the Joe's just really do makes that much of a difference. And so um, we'll see. I mean, Angelo Miranda suited up before the game, but wasn't really able to play. Um, uh, Matt Martinez, another another guy that's key. Uh, Milliken will get Riley Tuggle back um, on their defense at linebacker. So that will definitely help. Um, but I mean, like we said, Lakewood's been gradually improving and impressing 
and it kind of culminated in their performance last week. I mean, they looked solid defensively. They got four takeaways. And to Mike's point, their offense had been pretty dismal in the non-league and then in that poly game, but they've sort of found something, you know, uh, Braden down in that offense, starting to get some, some rhythm. Uh, Takeem Ray Brown is a legitimate target on the outside. Uh, they've got multiple backs that they can give it to. And, you know, the Lakewood's depth is something that they, they have on a lot of programs in the Moore League. You know, we've talked about kind of numbers being down, but Lakewood's got a lot of bodies. They're not having to run quite as many guys, you know, both ways. I'm, I'm excited to get to see them in person for the first time. Um, it's been long overdue, but, um, you know, they've, they've really turned their season around and it, it credit to Justin Utupo and his staff for, for sticking with it and putting themselves in a position where, yeah, they, they might be the second place team in the more league. Now we don't know. Well, we will find out a lot on Friday night. Again, that is Polly, Polly at Wilson, uh, Compton at Jordan and it's Millican at Lakewood, correct? Millican at yeah. Lakewood. Lakewood. Yeah, that and that, that finally able to finally able to host that Hamilton game, dude. What has it been a decade since Lakewood hosted the Hamilton game on campus? <laughs> like it, yeah. <laughs> but that's is this the biggest game uh, played at John Ford Stadium at, so far? At the new, the newly renovated. Uh, absolutely, has to be right. Absolutely, yeah, dude. Shout out to Jay Sands, bro. Jordan Sanders out there right now. He just texted me this morning. What a week for Jordan Sanders, man. To be the Millican for so long and now to be at Lakewood and then to see Millican roll over into your house, your new house, trying to play for that playoff spot. Dude, I'm excited. I am very excited. We hope you are too. Let us know who you think is going to win these games. Get at us. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. We want the interaction from the football fans this weekend because rivalry week is the best time to get online and uh, talk S to your friends <laughs> that's what football is all about let's be honest um it's also rivalry week for other sports for example we are recording this on thursday and this evening we are going to have lakewood and millican girls volleyball and polly and wilson girls volleyball going at it girls volleyball mike has been very fun this year all of these teams have really exciting talent some of them pretty young well, and we've got Lakewood ranked number four in Division One, which, uh, you know, I think we really go out of our way to celebrate that anytime a Long Beach team, uh, more league team is ranked that highly in the top division because, uh, you know, honestly, just, it doesn't happen super, super often. Um, so they, they look great for them to be number four, you know, in Division One. But we only have a week and a half left until the playoffs, basically. So they're, they're looking good to be in that range. I think that's a huge accomplishment. And they certainly are on track to uh, defend their more league championship. Um, and then you mentioned it. I, I mean, Milliken, Wilson, Polly, a ton of young talent, and they're all in division three in the playoffs. Any one of those teams could make a run in that division. Um, they all absolutely have the ability to do that. Um, some really good physical talent in the league this year. I mean, some good, it, it's not just one of those years where you're like, Oh, there's a bunch of scrappy little kids. Like everyone's got some big kids who are big swingers too. Um, so very excited to see, uh, you know, how those teams kind of finish the regular season out here over the next seven days and, and then get ready for the, the playoff run uh, in a couple of weeks. And I just wanted to add a, a quickly for girls volleyball, really uh, good crop of coaches in the league right now. Uh, coaches that have done a really good job with their programs to add some more parity. You know, for, for a while there, it was it, it turned into a little bit of Lakewood Poly kind of every year, uh, yeah. you know, as, as Wilson had you know fallen off a little bit and. 
Um, you know, Milliken hadn't really been quite in that picture except for like a couple years. Milliken was the like distant fourth place yeah. team for the first 13 years that we were covering high school volleyball. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and, and even at St. Anthony, I know they're super young, but to have a, you know, a guy like Kelly Pula back in the city is awesome. So um, just a really good crop of coaches and, and we love to see, you know, a competitive league season. And as we've talked about on this pod before, when there's a competitive league season, it does help teams in the playoffs. And sometimes at those lower divisions, you can see a team make a run and, and Lakewood not ducking the top division. Uh, the Lancers have, uh, have handled their business and they've got some good results. So no reason to think that they can't make some noise there as well. So we're excited to see how the playoffs shake out. The, the league season's kind of flown by as we're already kind of in the closing stages here. That is very true. Also very true, a lot of big personalities in more league girls volleyball this year. And that's going to be the second half of this podcast. I stopped by Lakewood High School early before the Steve Lewis Volley Fest a couple weeks ago uh, with a bunch of the Lakewood and uh, more league teams coming to Lakewood. And I uh, was just talking to Mike Wadley and Adam Wadley, just sitting there hanging out. And then Lala Hall shows up. And they're just telling me about how this kid is just full of personality. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know, everybody says that about one kid on their team or whatever. Well, she's full of personality to say the least. She sure. is <laughs> full of personality and you're about to hear it. So we talked on Saturday, like, Lala, you deserve a podcast. Like this is, you're too good not to be, you know, talking for a living or whatever. And, uh, and so I just went over there before practice the other day, talked to Wadley, talked to Lala, and we got into like a pretty deep conversation that you would hear on a regular podcast and she seems to be uh, amenable to the idea of having her own show that we could actually put here on the 562.org. Obviously we're doing our interviews with the, uh, with the high school kids who want to be in part of our internship program. And this also kind of falls in line with that. So the audio isn't the best, but we've been doing this a lot this year where we just kind of take you with us as we bounce around the city and talk to some of the best personalities in long beach sports. So I'm in there. First of all, I'm talking to Mike Wadley, head coach, athletic director there at Lakewood. And then me and Lala sit down and just, just talk about a little bit of everything. And it's a really, really great conversation. It's about 20 minutes. So that's going to come up right now. Before we get to that, Tyler, can you update the folks on some development stuff? We've got some more sponsorships for schools and sports. And we're pretty much full up because this community is so darn giving. Yeah, we've really, um, we've really kind of blown away our, our uh, anticipation for uh, what this year would be as far as getting those uh, sponsorships for our coverage of particular schools and sports. Um, it's it's really been overwhelming, and you see when our coverage comes out, you know, you see the the great names that have that have stepped up to support us, uh, Misty May Trainer and the Dream and Gold Foundation for our volleyball coverage. Um, you know, the Aquatic Capital of America, our newest. Um, Sponsor for our water polo coverage, you know, got to shout out Bryson Financial for uh, sponsoring cross country and track and field uh, once again this year. Um, I mean, the list really goes on, you know, professional athletes, JP Crawford going to the postseason with the Mariners, sponsoring our Lakewood coverage and, and such a cool moment. I, I wanted to quickly point out how he sponsors the story that Mike did about Brendan Davis getting called up to the big leagues, uh, a fellow Lakewood Lancer as he got his, uh, his shot with the with the Tigers um, last week and uh, and got his first big league hit a few days ago. So that's just super exciting stuff to see uh, athletes that we covered um, giving back and, and helping us continue to cover the the future generations that come through their alma mater. So um, just a really uh, special thing, and and we're so grateful to the community for for their support as well as our you know overall sponsors as well, Naples Rib Company, uh, Ocean Law Center. 
Got to shout them out as well. And, and everyone who donated during Long Beach Gives as well. We're really piecing this thing together and it, it truly is a community effort. Uh, but JJ, quickly, I, I wanted to circle back. You mentioned that we were doing the intern interviews and, and we just got to say uh, for the second year in a row, I've just been super blown away by you know how well-spoken, how confident and how talented um, the Long Beach kids are, you know, these LBUSD high school students that applied for the program. We were overwhelmed with the amount of applications that we got. Um, we're doing our best to do as many interviews as possible this week. And uh, we know we're going to have another really great class of interns um, to work with this school year. And we're excited to see the work that they do. And if you want to support that work, the internship program, um, please go to the go to the website, hit the support tab right there at the top and uh, find a way that you can uh, chip in to support the work that we're doing at the 562. Because one of the things that we're most proud of is being able to work with these high school students and prepare them for careers, whether it's in sports journalism or not. Um, they've been really great and we can't wait to uh, whittle it down. It's going to be tough to pick our, uh, our interns for this year, but we're excited to, to choose them and, and get to work. Very well said, Tyler. Very well said. Yeah, if everybody in Long Beach could just sit in on these interviews, they'd know that the kids are all right. We're going we're gonna to be okay, everybody. If these are the leaders of the future, everything's going to be a-okay. So here is uh, my interview with Lakewood Volleyball head coach Mike Wadley and uh, personality extraordinaire, Lala Hall. I want to have the conversation we had at Steve Lewis where you were like, kids in my classroom all the time she's hella entertaining she's always funny just talk a little bit about like her personality and what it brings to like the team uh lala is our comedic relief Perfect. of the team for sure um she's never she's always in my class regardless of class period i cannot get her out of my class she's always hungry i always have to feed her she's always thirsty she always wants something it's like she's my own child I love her like the daughter I've never wanted. And I don't know else how else to say that as she's eating now. Uh, and that's probably the food I gave her. But she's grown up in the gym since she was a little kid. Yeah. How old were you, how old were you when you first got here? I think I'm like sixth or seventh grader. Yeah. So, so she's literally grown up in our gym. Uh, this has been her home. And I like the fact that she's comfortable coming in and asking for those things. She's a great kid. So... She'll be the leader of our program, you know, um, sooner or later and um, brings a lot to the table. So that's that's the best part about it is. And she's the only athlete on the team that can play every position on the court. Yeah. And that comes from being in the gym and seeing every position being played on the court. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. OK, it was the game against Polly. Had a huge kill early and then Epps was involved and Deku was involved. And then right before, I think it was at the end of the third set, beginning of the fourth set, you called a timeout, everybody gets in a circle, and you pulled Lala out of the circle. And you gave her what I will lovingly refer to as a talking to, right? I wasn't close enough to hear what it was, but the look that you two were giving each other was the look of, I trust you, but I'm going to tell you the truth. You don't have to tell me what you said, but in that moment, I was like, oh, this is interesting. Literally three points later, you had a huge kill. That changed the momentum of the match. Yeah. And then in the fourth, you guys were right where you needed to be to win it. When you do something like that with a big personality, right? Can't be funny all the time, but you also can't be serious all the time. What are you trying to communicate to her to get the best out of her on the court? 
I think with Lala, it was tough for her to come here because she's the third Hall sister. So they've always, she's had sisters that have always, uh, they were established when she got here. Um, now she's found her own identity and she's found um, a lot of it was confidence and knowing that she deserves to be on the court. And that conversation was that very point was you have to contribute. You need to do your job. And she, she does a lot of really good things for us and has always done that. But uh, it's just my setting my expectation level for her uh, on the court. That's so perfect. That's so perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, we can just sit here all if you want. Uh, yeah, it is probably tough being the third Hall sister in the program. Uh, I know Mike did a story about you guys last year, um, but it's probably got to feel a little bit different being a year older in the program. Do you feel that in the way that you like conduct yourself or the way you play on the court? Do you feel like you're a year older in the program as well as being a year older on paper? Yes, I do. I feel like being a year older also helped me like grow, mm-hmm. like more for volleyball too. And like with the team, like I feel like last year I wasn't as serious as I am this year, but now realizing like, oh, like this is some real stuff. But like, I also know how to balance it out with like laughing and stuff like that too. So. But, like, while playing, I always, like, find a way to laugh, you know, like, because that's how I just cope with everything, like, laughing, and some people cope with other stuff, like Mara, I feel like she's more serious and, like, just, like, in it, but I'm more, like, laughing, like, I try to laugh it out, you know, because I feel like not everything has to be serious, you know? Oh, absolutely. Uh, You, uh, me, Adam, Mike, we were all hanging out before uh, your game went uh, Steve Lewis Fest, and we were talking about you singing the alma mater. You know what I mean? We were talking about a lot of funny stuff, and that kind of clicked in me where I was just like, this kid needs a, a podcast. You seemed, you seemed open to the idea. So why don't, so you want to do, one of the ideas you had is you want to do a microphone during practice. I know like House of Highlights and a couple other Instagram accounts have also done that, and it's been like really cool. Mm-hmm. I want to I help you do that. It sounds awesome. But I also want to help you do a podcast if you're interested. Not during season. You guys are busy enough during season. But like after the season. To like really put something together where it's just you and other student athletes from Long Beach talking about being student athletes from Long Beach. Because you seem like the type of person who would understand other people's struggle mm-hmm. in a different way because you've been around high school sports here in the city mm-hmm. for like a really long time. Are you interested at all in doing something like that? Yes. I've actually been talking to the kids around school about it too. <laughs> like, <laughs> how would you guys like if I started a podcast? Everybody was like, yes, you okay. should do it. Okay. I, I really want to do it because I, I feel like it would be good, you know, to also help me grow as a person to see what, like, other people go through. And then yes. it'll help me, like, learn, too, like, from my experience, you know? Do you listen to a podcast, like, like regularly? Do you have a podcast you listen to all the time? Mm, I don't really listen to pod- I listen to, like, the news and stuff. I mean, not the news, like, the radio in the mornings and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, I just listen to those in the mornings. That actually might be good that you don't listen to other ones. You can kind of have your own voice as being, like, influenced. But speaking of influence, do you have anybody in, like celebrity culture or anything like that that you think is really funny like a actor or a comedian or you know somebody like that that you're like oh that's the funniest person around right now well like i think adam sandler is really funny him. that's a good one he's a little old for your generation though some your older sister showed you those movies <laughs> yes my oldest we always like watch movies like that together like funny movies especially which are so funny and tiffany haddish is funny too tiffany haddish that's yeah. a good one do you have a favorite adam sandler movie um 
No. No? No. They're just all good? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, like, the idea of being, like, like that type of funny but also opening people up to being serious mm-hmm. is, like, a, th- a big thing in podcasting right now. Um, there's guys like Pete Holmes who has a podcast. Uh, there's a podcast called Senseless that, like, they're very serious people, but they're very funny people. So they're able to get people to come on the podcast and talk about, like, what do you think happens when you die? Or, you know what I mean? Do you think there's aliens and stuff like that from people who are basically in dramas and really take their job seriously? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you some of those questions, okay? Mm-hmm. Are there aliens? Do you believe in aliens? I strongly believe in aliens. <laughs> I definitely do believe they're aliens. And I feel like they look down and laugh at us. And they're probably thinking that we're aliens ourselves. <laughs> and then it's just like, there's definitely aliens somewhere. Like, Okay, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, let's say you're stranded on a deserted island, okay? Yes. Just you. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, there's like speakers. And it plays one song over and over again for 24 hours. Over and over and over again. Every day, all day. But you get to pick the song. Right? So it's like blaring. So you have to listen to it, but it just repeats. What song do you pick for your deserted island? I would pick our school's anthem. The one they sing on the microphone every single morning. (laughs) What is it? The the alma mater? Yes. I don't really know all of it, which is why I need to learn some of it. I only know like the main parts where it's like, hell, like, (laughs) 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 just that part. But every time it comes on the morning, I stand up, pledge the flag like it's an actual anthem. (laughs) Well, Um, if it's playing on your deserted island, I'm sure you'd learn the words (laughs) pretty quickly. That's good. Okay. You're on an airplane. Mm-hmm. It's like a eight-hour flight, right? Like mm-hmm. Los Angeles or New York to London or whatever. And you're stuck in the middle seat. But you get to pick the two people you're flying with on either side of you. Who's on the window and who's on the aisle. So who are you flying with if you're stuck with two people for eight hours? Oh, both of my sisters. Oh, good answer. <laughs> Fatima would be on the window because I know she's probably going to pick that seat anyway. And Kiki can be on the outside. Um, she's injured right now, so it'd be easier for her to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a caring sister answer right there. That's good. That's really good. Um, is Are you religious? Is your family religious? You guys go to church? Um, we used to, but ever since volleyball, it's, like, gotten in the way of it. But we still try to, like, pray before we eat and do stuff like that, you know? Yeah, so you're, like, a spiritual person? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. We're, like, Christian. Do, do you venture outside your own spirituality? Like, when I was in college, I, like, made a point to read, like, the Quran or, you know what I mean? Or, like, the Torah just to, like, understand where other people were coming from. Because most people don't get to choose what religion they are, right? Yeah. You're either, like, indoctrinated into it or your family is into it or whatever. Have you ever, like, looked into other religions or other spirituality? Um, not really, because my grandma, she was, like, really, like, um, she was, like, really strict on, like, being, like, Catholic and stuff like that. So, like, my whole family's just Catholic, and that's it. Would you be interested in doing stuff like that? Like, getting outside your own box of that? Yeah, maybe learning other people's, like, because I feel like that's really cool just to see what other people do in their own cultures and, like, religions, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's college classes for that, for sure. There's a lot lot of those. Is that what you want to do? Do you want to go to college, get to the play at the next level, or are you just wanting to, like, continue your education? What's your plan? No, I definitely want to go to college really bad. Yeah. I think it's fun to see other kids, like, succeed in life, and then seeing them succeed, it's, like, pushing me even more. Like, oh, I want to be there, too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Do you have, like, a favorite class here at school? Like, do you know what you want to study in the future? Um, I think I want to study at least business or like kinesiology or something. Um, my favorite class last year was this class. Wadley's class? Yes. What was, yeah? It was an amazing class. Mostly because it's taught by your coach, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was one of the good parts, but I feel like also having him as a teacher was like really good too. Because I spent more time with him and as a freshman, it's scary because 
you're like, oh shoot. Like, I was only freshman on varsity last year, so it was like really scary to be with him like on a serious note and stuff like that. Yeah, that, so. yeah, that's a good point. That's kind of what we were talking about earlier, like that serious note, play, playful note. Like you kind of have to find that balance. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still working on it, so don't don't feel bad <laughs> if you haven't found your uh, your perfect spot. Um, let's do some favorites, okay? Okay. D- likes dislikes, we'll call it. What's your favorite food? Favorite food? I definitely like lasagna. Lasagna is so good. Lasagna? Yes. Lasagna is yes. really good. Yes. Do you just like Italian food in general? Um, no, I only like lasagna. And then from Starbucks, their tomato and basil paninis. Those are so good. Like, I get those every single day. Every time I walk after practice or, like, after school for practice, I eat those. Like, I literally ate one just right now. <laughs> <laughs> Wadley says you're always in here eating. Like, you're, you're a tall, skinny kid. Where, where, you just never gain weight? What's the deal? Um, I think... I would have gained weight if I wasn't as tall. Because, like, out of nowhere, I just grew. Like, I, w- I went from being 5'8 to, like, 5'10. Like, it's crazy. Wait, wait recently? Um, not recently. Like, last year, I think at the beginning of the year, I was 5'8. And now I'm 5'10. Almost better to be 5'11. It's crazy. Did you go through, like, crazy growing pains? Yes. My knees. My knees right? were always hurting. It's- and it's like that feeling when they're, like, uh, like when my, <laughs> I used to call them the heebie-jeebies. Because, like, you can't, because they're, they're, like, sore. Yeah. But you can't put ice on them because it doesn't do anything. <laughs> and you just kind of keep, keep moving them. And you lay down to go to sleep. And you're like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm just going to be moving my knees around all the time. I thought I had, like, a medical condition or something. <laughs> I thought something was wrong and I was crying to my mom I was like my knees are hurting like I need to go to the hospital she's like no you're growing I thought it was something every parent said but no you're actually literally growing like, yeah yeah you are a tree at that point uh, do you have a, a food you dislike like you're just like I can't eat that um no I've never came across a food I don't like like everything Mr. Wadley's given me I've probably eaten um I never like declined any of his food choices because they're so good like every single one of them <laughs> Um, how about music? What do you feel about the world of music today? What's your take? I love poly music. Poly music is my favorite music. Polynesian music? Yes. Okay. It's it's always there. Like, there's sad genres, there's upbeat genres, there's, like, chill drums. It's, like, it's a mix of everything, which is really good. How did you get in, like, how did you get involved with it, I guess, in the best way? Or, like, how did you find poly music? Was it through your family? Uh, yes. Me, because I'm Polynesian, I'm Samoan. And my sister, she's very, like, in touch with, like, Polynesian music and, yeah. like, the culture and stuff like that. So I would listen to the music she listened to, and then I just, like, started listening to more and more poly music from there. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about movies and television today? Like, do you like the fact that things are streaming and they're available all the time? Or would you rather wait a week to watch your favorite show or wait until the movie you want to see comes to the theaters? Oh, I love how you can just watch it automatically. Like, especially, like, Baller TV. I think that's really good. Like, Which one? Baller TV. Like, oh, yeah, that yeah, yeah. network. Like, because then it's easier for people at home to watch your games if you're away, you know? Which yeah. is good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, is there anything else that you're, like, really interested in life? You know what I mean? Do you have, like, interests outside of volleyball that's just, like, that's, that's what I'm about? Oh, well, I, lo- I like traveling to places, and I like going to the beach. I love the beach so much. Like, me and my sisters go there, like, a lot, which is good. One beach in the world you haven't been to that you could go to right now? Like, you could choose any beach in the world? Um, I haven't been to Manhattan Beach, and I want to go there really bad. Oh, well, that's possible. I thought you were going to say, like, Tahiti or something. Oh, no. oh I want to go to Bora Bora. Bora Bora, Yes, there. Okay, why, why Bora Bora? Um, I've heard people talk about it last year in one of my classes, and then I literally wanted to go there so bad ever since, like... Everybody was traveling last year, and I was just traveling for club. <laughs> like, I don't have places to... I always have volleyball or school, so it's like I never get that 
break time, you know? What is that life like being a club volleyball player where you're kind of just always on the move when you're not at home? Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. club is always somewhere else other than your hometown. I honestly, I complain about it a lot, but I honestly really like it because I feel like staying in one place and stuff like that, like, if I wasn't doing club, I feel like life would be really boring because, like, during, like, COVID and stuff like that, it, it was really bad. I was, like, volleyball deprived. Like, I missed volleyball so much. But now that it's, like, we're back in it, it gets you annoyed. But then you realize that volleyball, it's, like, it's just, it's so good. Like, volleyball is literally the best thing ever. So, influential, like, influential people in your life, they come and go, right? Mm -hmm. But they, it may be just one conversation, one sentence. I can remember my eighth grade English teacher saying one thing that's just stuck with me forever, right? It was one day, one conversation. Is there anybody in your life that's just been so influential that you're just like, I'll never forget how they helped me or what they said that helped me in the future? Um, I probably said his name like three times already, but Mr. Wadley. Yeah, yeah. Because he just says like, he's so encouraging. Like, he's always has something encouraging to say. Like, if you're down, he's gonna say like, hey, you got this. Or like, if we're doing bad, he's like, next play. Like. It's always something that he says, it's always like, dang, like that's gonna stick to my head. Yeah. And then I use that in games myself. Like yeah. I'm like, okay, next play guys, next play, or you got the next one. Like him, he's definitely influential on me because I feel like he just encouraged me to do everything, like yeah. school, volleyball, no matter what I want to do. He's always like encouraging of it. You, you seem to be able to, to talk and communicate with adults really well. <laughs> Is that something you tried to work on or something that just kind of came naturally? No, it's crazy. I I don't know that many people my age. I either know people younger, older, or adults. <laughs> my sister talks about this all the time. She's like, Lala's so good at talking to coaches and adults, and I hate talking to coaches. She's, like, really awkward, which is really funny, actually. Do you think that you took, like, the experiences of being in a big family? Like, you have, you have a big family, so you yeah. have to be, you have to communicate with people at a range of ages, you know what I mean? I feel like I've always had to just because, like, I've had older sisters. So, like, in school, I would hang out with them and see older people. So, I feel like I've just grown up with only older people. Like, okay. I'm the youngest, so I'm like, oh, I only know older people. Like, everyone in my family is older, too. Okay. Have you ever heard the phrase old soul? Yes. Yeah? Do you think mm -hmm. you're an old soul? I think it depends. Because sometimes, like, when I'm with people my age, like, I can still be, like, you know, young. But then when I get with older people, I feel like it's also normal, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, the first time I met you, I was like, oh, that girl's an old soul. This, is, <laughs> this isn't her first trip around the planet, for sure. Do you also believe in, like, reincarnation or, like, living multiple lives? Yes, I strongly believe in that. Yeah. And when I reincarnate, I want to reincarnate into, like, a different soul, maybe a softball player. So I can play <laughs> softball. And then if I die, then I can go to basketball the next year. <laughs> you like, just want to stay athletic? Yes. Okay. Or maybe like a musician. I don't know. But I a wanna, musician? Yeah. Okay. I want to like reincarnate into something else after this. Like. But you just named three things that are performances. So you want you want to <laughs> perform? Yes. Okay. Okay. Cool. Uh, well, what do you? I mean, what do you happens? What do you think happens when we die? What like? Do you think that you just like bounce around and you never stop? Like, do you think that stuff happens before in your past lives affects you now? I think once we die, we automatically just are born like a newborn baby. Like recycle. Yeah, but then we don't think that. We're just like. Oh, I'm a baby, but now I probably reincarnated from someone else's body. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we just, like, we just become born right when we die. Yeah. 
it's so much fun to talk about that kind of stuff. Like me and my friends always talk about it and we mm-hmm. always say, even if somebody came down right now and gave us all the answers, mm-hmm. like every single answer to every existential question, mm-hmm. we'd still sit around and talk about it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It yeah. really doesn't matter. Do you, do you like having those like bigger picture conversations with, with people who might not usually have them? Yes, I do. I always like our team, my team, we actually talk about stuff like that. Like a couple of practices ago, we were talking about like, how do people know dogs are blind? Like, stuff like that. And That's then we were, a good one. Like, we were like, how do people actually know dogs are blind? Like, it was crazy. And then we were, like, talking about the textures of fruits. <laughs> and, yes. like, if I see red, do you see the same, same red I'm seeing? Or, like, my blue might be your red. Yeah, if yeah. If that makes sense. It's like that dress, the, the blue and striped yeah. dress thing that was online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely true. I think about that all the time. Like, yeah. people are like, oh, look at that sunset. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. But mm-hmm. that's not what you're seeing. That's what I'm seeing. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, do you also think that, like, that pers- like perspective is reality? You know what I mean? Like, two people can be watching the same thing and just experiencing two completely different, like, you know what I mean? They can experience the same thing, but what they take out of it is completely different. Yes, I think that happens a lot, actually. Like, just because we have different personalities, like, everyone, I feel like we always have different outcomes of different things. So, like, like volleyball season, some people are like, oh, it's so draining. But I'm, like, pumped up every day, like, oh. Like, dang, it's volleyball. Okay, let's go. But then some people are like, oh, shoot, I got to gotta balance this out with school. Like, I'm stressed. But I'm excited. Like, I'm always fired up for season and stuff like that, which is good. All right, cool. Let's end it on volleyball. You guys are coming down the home stretch of this regular season. Obviously, big plans for the postseason. Mm-hmm. What, what's the key to victory, right? What's the key to success? Maybe not scheme, maybe not mentor or whatever. Like, you know your team better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. What's going to have to happen within the next two months that's going to get you where you guys want to be, which is raising a CIF plaque at the end of the season? I think just everyone pushing ourselves. Like, we can definitely push ourselves. Like, I feel like we're good right now, but we definitely have way more potential than we know, and we just don't know it yet. But I feel like... Once we realize that we're good enough to do anything, I feel like we can definitely push ourselves and then go to CIF too and win. Awesome. Well, we're rooting for it. We, yeah. we absolutely want it to happen. Thank you so much for taking the time and talking to me. I really appreciate it. And we're definitely going to do this podcast thing, okay? Yes. All right, cool. <laughs>